chapter 4, we've been studying uh, 1 Timothy in the evenings uh, here, and uh, we'll pick it up um, in verse 12, and we'll do 12 through the end of the chapter. Just pull my notes up here real quick. My password is my birthday, so if I ever forget my birthday, I'm in big trouble. I won't be able to get into my notes. <laughs> it says here, uh, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Meditate on these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you'd help us now with your word as we go through just line by upon line and uh, you know, verse by verse. Lord, I pray that you would teach us, instruct us, make it, make it practical, we pray. Uh, through your spirit. And uh, thank you for those that are here as willing listeners uh, tonight. May you bless them for it in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. You know, with Paul, it's a, um, well, it's a little bit like, you know, like we, like we are when we see, you know, young men, young ladies who, uh, we were, I had a feeling that that was going to happen again. Should we, is it telling us to go into the basement or something? Is that what it's saying? Seek shelter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like some things, you know, if you just keep preaching, it's better. You know, you just keep rolling. And, but other things, you know, if it just keeps doing that. It's, it's, we have too many ADD people in our church. So, it's starting with a preacher, <laughs> you got the attention span of a gnat. All right, is it done now? It's not going to snow anymore. Does it do that in Minnesota every time it, it snows? James? He's going to call him James now. What's that? Yeah, it'd be going off all the time, right? All right, well. Okay, is it done now? Does it look like it's code red? Over with? All right. Um, and like I was talking about this morning, you know, we have a couple of, uh, of, of, of Bible college students that are kind of coming down the home stretch right now, one of majoring in music, uh, just uh, God-honoring music and other pastoral studies and and it's probably not just the heart of the pastor, it's probably the heart of all of us, you know. We just, we, we yearn to see them succeed, right? Uh, we, know, we know that the devil hates to see young people be committed to the Lord. That's just the bottom line. Um, and he's going to do everything he can to, to thwart that, you know, to, to distract, to, to defeat that, and destroy ultimately. And, uh, and so, you know, we pray for them, we encourage them, maybe some of you, you know, write notes, and, um, and it's kind of the same as, as what Paul is, is doing here for Timothy. He sees Timothy, and, you know, it's almost like, I, I could take, you know, I could take those knocks, but I hate to see my kids take the knocks. You ever feel like that? <laughs> um, I mean, I know where I stand with, with, with the Lord, and, and I mean, you know, I know it's always by His grace, but I can say I'm, 
I'm never going to waver from my commitment to the Lord. I mean, you know, we should not take that for granted. But you understand what I'm saying. I mean, we're, we're but then we, 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 uh, we do have concern, you know, for those that we see younger, maybe haven't gone down as far in the path and are more vulnerable in that regard. And we're thinking, man, we, 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 uh, we, hate to, we hate to see them potentially in a situation where they're going to be wounded and defeated. Um, and I think Timothy was just going through a lot of those things. And Paul was aware of it. And uh, he, he's, he's, he's seeking to do everything he can to encourage Timothy along the way. Um, you know, we see terms like shipwreck in, the, in, this, in, this, uh, in this book. He, he certainly did not want Timothy to be you know, a shipwrecked young pastor. Uh, it's amazing how, you know, it's the, same, it's the same things we're dealing with today, right? Uh, I don't know what the, what the longevity, I guess, you know, to use, lack of better terms, the lifespan of a, of a pastor is nowadays as far as, you know, in, in, a, in a particular ministry. But uh, one time I read it was three and a half years or so. And, and why is that? Well, because there's a lot of, There's a lot of antagonism many times for young pastors, and I don't think people are, I don't think they realize what they're doing. You know, because if Christians are thinking about, you know, the big picture of what's at stake, you know, they're going to they're gonna try to, to support and to foster success, to work through, to encourage as much as possible, as many pastors and preachers, you know, to be able to continue um, as possible, right? But, you know, when the flesh gets in there and, and uh, you know, um, we're self-willed and, you know, agendas and um, we get very narrow-minded, like I think some of the people were with Timothy. They got very narrow-minded and maybe they didn't care for his personality Maybe they just thought, as it mentions here uh, directly, that he was too young. Um, you know, I mean, there's a reason why the cliche of armchair quarterback, why that's a cliche. Uh, it's, just, it's just in our nature to, to be critics and think that, you know, I could do a better job in that and, and uh, you know, why are they doing that and, and so on and so forth. And, that's not to say that the pastors are perfect. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you know that we're you know God God has a way if we're following Him of moving things around the way He wants it and putting people where He wants them and, and all those things and 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 uh, you know and, and God 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 is good at that and and uh, and we can trust Him in those things. But I'm just talking about just 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 you know generally speaking, having the heart to say. You know, Christ is building his church. The church of Jesus is the main entity on earth right now. It's the main entity. It's the most important thing. going. The local church is the most important thing going on in that community. It's the most important thing. And so if God has put a pastor there, um, you know, there's things that Timothy says to the pastor because he, he's thinking, man, I... I'm just burdened that he not be defeated and that he not, you know, that he, he not uh, 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 quit or, or, 
or be discouraged and despondent. And then, you know, I think that, that these things on the other side are their exhortations to, to churches in, in general as well. Um, and, and, and look, we're, just as a part of the body of Christ, you are crucial. If God has put you in this church, you are important to this church. And the devil's after you as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, whatever body part he can hinder and injure, it affects the whole body. Right? I mean, have you ever stubbed your toe? You know? Like, uh, my wife doesn't believe it when it happens, but I stub my toe, like, really hard. And it's really, really painful. She thinks it's funny sometimes. You know? I, I mean, it just, there's no one else that has that sort of warped sense of humor here, is there? You know, someone injures their toe like that, and they're hopping around, and it really hurts. Um, and it's really not that, that big of a deal. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, but it does, it's funny, you, you just, you, you injure that one little part of your body and it's like you're feeling it, right? Uh, your whole body is, is responding to that. And that's kind of the way it is. And the devil knows it, that he can hinder a church. Look, look, you know, if, if, there's, if there's parts in the body that aren't functioning properly, those need to, by God's help, those need to be fixed, we need to do what we we need to do what we need to do to to get those things right, and so uh, Paul is burdened for that, and he says here, Timothy directly, let no man despise thy youth. And uh, and so you would think, kind of the way he starts out, the 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 tone of that or the wording, you would you would kind of think that he's going to say to him, you know, um, uh, don't let any, anybody treat you that way. You know, uh, maybe it's time to make some demands, you know, give some ultimatums, uh, respond with, 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 with anger or with assertiveness. But that's, that's not what he's getting at. He says, Timothy, I, I, know, I know that, that there's some things that are, that are weighing on you right now, but don't let them get to you. And keep a big picture view here. And respond in this way. You know, you, you, I'm sure you realize you can never force anybody to respect you. How would that even work? Right? How could you force somebody to respect you? It's not really possible, is it? And so it's not like you could say, you know, to, to Timothy, demand respect. <laughs> right? Um, respect me or else. That's, that's not... It's not a, a, a recipe for success. So what he, he does give him a recipe for success, though. And it may not win. He doesn't promise, you know, 100% approval rating at the end of the thing here. But he does say, look, you know, you do this. You do this, and you're going to be on the right track. And so he says, look, respect is really earned, first, by being an exemplary believer. We're talking respect within the you know, within the, the family of God. Respect is earned by being an exemplary believer. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou on, what's the next word? An example of the believer. Be an example. And so, maybe somebody who isn't a, being a good example of a believer is attacking or you know, getting after you. You know what the best way to deal with that is? You be an example of a believer to them. 
Think of the contrast that's going to be seen there, uh, you know, Timothy. If you have someone who has a fleshly approach towards you, do you think that a fleshly approach back is going to be the thing that that fixes the issue? Right? So they're being carnal, so you add more carnality to that, and all of a sudden that's going to become spiritual? Is that the way it works? No. He says the way, the, way, the way it has to work, Timothy, is you have to, when there's, when there's a carnal approach, you have to show the contrast of being an exemplary believer. Show that you trust God in spite of that. And, uh, and he gives some very specific uh, realms in which that needs to happen. He says, be an example of the believer in word. And that is just very um, directly speaking of what comes out of the mouth. And that's huge right there. Because, I don't know, you know, I don't have any way of gauging the percentage of this. But I would say that a very high percentage of problems within the body of Christ are a result from what people say. Now, there's going to be some other things here. Because a little later on, it talks about in spirit. And that's attitude. Now, do you know you can say a law with your attitude? You say, well, I didn't say nothing. Well... (laughs) Yeah, you did. You did. Okay? I taught junior hires for 15 years. Yeah, you did. All right? You're a a 65-year-old junior hire. I don't want to give your age because I don't want to make it too personal. Anybody 65 here? I thought I was safe on that one. No, you're not, Sean. Come on. And so... um, Right? Because we can say a lot with our spirit, can't we? Let's be honest. An attitude conveys a lot. And you might, you might justify yourself as a believer and say, well, you know, I didn't, you know, I kept it to myself and I didn't say nothing. And, you know, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Look, it doesn't work that way. Now, it does say to Timothy, be an example with your word. He also says a little bit later, be an example of a believer with, in, in spirit. And those two, really, they do go, they do go together. And, uh, you know, your, 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 your words will go with your spirit. Your spirit will go with your words. And when those are spirit-led by the Holy Spirit, then your words will be holy. And that doesn't mean holy in the, in the sense of, you know, how some people think, you know, just holy. Holy means separated unto God. It means godly. It means pleasing to God. You see, the Bible is a lot more practical than what we give it credit for a lot of times. We want to, you know, we want to spiritualize certain terms and make them sound like sort of unattainable by the normal individual that would walk with God. And so to really reach the upper echelons, you have to be holy. But what the Bible teaches us is, you know, holiness comes from a walk with God as his Holy Spirit works through our lives. And it's a lot more real, a lot more authentic, and a lot more practical than what we give it credit for. And the way that it works here in Timothy, is, you know, what Paul's encouraged Timothy is, 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 you know how practical it is? It'll show by your words. By your words. 
and the demeanor of your words and, 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 and the, the tone of your words and, and the content of your words and the motive of your words. And so be an example of a believer in that regard. And, uh, and, and that'll, that'll be honoring to the Lord, Timothy. And that'll serve you well in the long run, in the long run. Now at the moment, at the moment, many times, it seems like it's going to serve me more well to just give a zinger, right? To, uh, you know, nail them to the wall. Whatever, whatever, uh, whatever kind of uh, word picture you want to give to how you can use your words, right? Um, but uh, in, in the short run, it does feel good at times, doesn't it? Man, I let them have it, and it felt good. Well, what did it accomplish? What did it accomplish? Because that might be the most regrettable little victory that you ever won. A day or two later, <laughs> or further down the road. And it seems like Paul is saying, you know, what you can do is you can have, you can have a contrast here. And look, I, I fail in these things just as much as, as the next guy. I'm, I'm, I'm being exhorted right now just like you are. I, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm seeing that, um, you know, no one probably is going to despise me at this point because of my youth, because I'm not young anymore. Although maybe a few of you still look at me as a... As a boy, I guess it is kind of relative, right? Uh, I may never move beyond, you know, the, uh, the Christian school kid that was next door, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably never not going to be looked at again as, as being despised because of my youth, but I could be, dis, you know, people could have disrespect in, in their heart towards me because they see me, you know, not treating pe people properly with, with my words. That would be a grievous thing, especially from, I guess... A leader, it, it compounds the, 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 uh, the damage, doesn't it? And so it says there, let no man despise a youth, but be the example of a believer in word. And then it says in conversation, and that sounds redundant, but what it's really talking about there is conduct. It's talking about lifestyle. And just, just your general testimony. Your general testimony. That, that you know, you don't, just, you don't just talk the talk, but you, you walk the walk as well. Now, sometimes, you know, if you're just walking in a certain way, but you never express yourself or articulate, you know, accordingly, that, that can weaken the effectiveness. But also, if you just talk and you don't walk it, well, that really weakens the effectiveness, doesn't it? So it's just kind of combining those two things there, the talk and the walk. And so he says to Timothy, look, just be, be look, don't try to... Fight your cause and, and contend. You know, you're never going to be able to keep up with all the battles that will arise through all that. Now, there's, there's plenty in the scripture that says that there is a way to deal with things. You know, there is a way to work through, things through. And there is a way to, you know, to, to, uh, to communicate when, when, uh, when, when need be as far as problem resolutions and so on. But he's saying, look, when people are looking down at you and criticizing you and they don't seem like they're for you, you know, just keep being an example of a believer in the way you talk, in the way you walk. And then it says there, um, in, in, in charity, in charity. And there's a lot of good preaching on, on charity. And, and uh, of course, the classic passage is 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 
Um, and it's a great, look, if you, if you have any, any desire to make an impact on people, you should read that passage often, First uh, Corinthians 13. In fact, let's, let's do that right now. Because love is one of those things that, you know, we, we find it very easy to talk about. But maybe we're not thinking a lot about what the Bible actually says about it. And so I just got done talking in 1 Corinthians about, about gifts and exercising gifts. And then really what it does is it says, you know, that these gifts really, they need to be motivated and governed by, by charity. If not, they're just a bunch of noise and activity, meaningless activity. And so it says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Look, if someone doesn't feel like you care about them, they, they, I hate to tell you this, and this, this sounds kind of rude, but they don't want to hear it. <laughs> right? I mean, think about it. If, if there's somebody that you know doesn't really care about you, do you really want to hear? I mean, honestly, now you might put up with what they have to say. You might be gracious about it, but do you really want to hear what they have to say? You don't. Just be honest about it, right? And so here you have somebody who evidently, I mean, is, has a lot of knowledge and they know a lot of things and they have a lot to say, but they don't really in their heart, care for the, for, for, for the people around them. And so it says, look, you know, that's just become like a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. It just, it just sounds like you're just trying to draw attention to yourself. In verse 2 it says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and, and have not charity, I am nothing. That's what the Bible says. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. And then it goes on to, to give the characteristics here. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth. And to me what this says is, is you're trusting God enough to treat others properly. And how did God demonstrate his love? For God so loved the world that he gave. And some people think, you know, charity is not a good translation for, for love. Well, what greater love is there than a love that, that gives? That's really what, what charity is. Charity isn't just saying, well, I feel bad for that person, and, I, and I'd like to be kind to that person, or, you know, I want the best for that person. Charity is the type of caring that actually puts the heart into it and gives, even if that person really can't earn it or deserve it. And if we go back to 1 Timothy chapter 4, what, what Paul is saying to Timothy is that's going to be the difference maker. That's going to be the difference maker. It's going to be you, by God's grace, being an example of you're showing, what you're demonstrating is that you really believe God. 
And so as an example of a believer in God, you can exercise these things in a Christ-like manner, trusting God that he'll, he'll take care of the situation. And just be an example. Say, so, you know, um, by the way you speak, by the way you talk, by the way you walk, and, uh, and, and, and by, by love for those around you. Doesn't mean you have to... I know some people disagree with me on this, but... Um, You can't force yourself to enjoy somebody. But you can choose to, to love and care for them anyways. And maybe as we do that, then we'll learn to appreciate them more. Does that make sense? Because I don't know, sometimes I feel guilty because I just don't feel like I really enjoy being around somebody. Well, that really has nothing to do with, you know, being an example of a believer to them. Because that's, that's Christ through us. Because Christ extended or commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners. Did he enjoy us at that point? Did he appreciate what we were about? Do we please him? No. But God loved us. He commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, he gave the ultimate gift to us. He he died for us, you see. And uh, so he's the example to us as believers. That's being an example of a believer uh, to others. Um, and so he says, in, in, in word and conversation, in charity, and in spirit, in, in, our, in our attitude. In our attitude. And attitude is a powerful thing. And sometimes I think it would be good for us just to stop and think, what kind of an attitude would the, would the Spirit of God be producing and showing through me if he was really in control right now? What would that look like? Would it look like what I'm demonstrating at this moment? Would the attitude that Jesus would produce through me, would that look like what it does? Now, I, I, you know, I could probably think back over the last 48 hours and think of a bunch of times where that was, it wouldn't look like that. And, uh, and, and so the, the, these truths, you know, if, if uh, by God's grace, just resonate with us more thoroughly, you know, day by day, even hour upon hour, we would be, be, would be more effective Christians. Because that's what, what Paul is trying to help Timothy to encourage him to be, to be an effective Christian. Does an effective Christian mean that we never go unchallenged and that everybody is always on our side and that we have, you know, 100% of society behind us? <laughs> That's never going to be the case. In fact, the Bible says that if you live godly in Christ Jesus, you will face opposition. You will face persecution, right? Um, and so it goes to the territory. I don't know why Christians get shocked about that. Well, they didn't treat me very good there, so I guess they're not, you know, that's, that's no place I want to be, ever be around. Well, when somebody finds me Utopia Baptist Church, you know, where nobody ever does anything wrong and uh, nobody ever, you know, is, is carnal and, and nobody ever despised, acts like they despise anybody else, well, let me know where that is. I'd like to check it out and, uh, you know, maybe get some, uh, maybe they wrote, a, they, can, they wrote a book on it, we could... You know, but in the meantime, 
because I'm being facetious. We have God's word here. And God's word says, look, these things are going to be true. And, and Paul says to Timothy, there's going to be, there's going to be things, you, challenges you're going to have to face. As you, challenge, as you face those challenges, the main thing is that you be an example of a believer through that. And, uh, you know, Paul, I mean, God sent him to a lot of places. So it wasn't like he could say, you know, hey, if you're, if you're just a good boy, Timothy, you could just live peacefully in that place for the rest of your life. Because Paul didn't do that. Paul, you know, God moved Paul all over the place. But wherever he went, what did Paul purpose to do? To be an example of a believer. I think Paul certainly practiced what he preached in, in these areas. And so in, in spirit, in our attitude. And, uh, you know, your spirit, when you come in, because we don't have a huge, maybe if you're in a mega church, you can, you can take a bad attitude up at the balcony and it really won't affect a whole lot, right? But this isn't, this is just, this is a, a, a small town, you know, um, local church. And so we don't have the luxury of, of hiding bad spirits here. <laughs> you come with a bad spirit in here, you will affect, you will affect the, the body. You will. I will. You will. Your husband will. Your wife will. Your kid will. You know, wherever the bad spirit is, you're not going to be able to hide it in a group this size. So what do we have to do? We have to say, Spirit of God... <laughs> Would you help my spirit today as I get together with other Christians that I could, I could be an example of a believer uh, to other believers? Because you put one believer that's being an example of a believer with another believer who's an example of a believer, and that's like, you know, you take the one, the one uh, um, uh, burning ember and put it with another burning ember, and it just it heightens that fire. And then maybe when, and we, we you know, this morning, praise the Lord again, we had, we had more visitors here, first-time visitors. And I think, what is there? What, I have no idea. Truly, I, I truly have very, very little feel for this as to what their impression is, you know, first-time visitors when they come in here. I like to think that they come in and they think, man, these people are, are happy to be serving the Lord. And there's a joyful spirit in this place. And it seems like there's a certain measure of unity, and these people are for one another, you know, and there's a good spirit here. Uh, and I, and I've, I think that's probably true for the most part. But... Uh, you don't have to raise your hand on this, but how many of you believe that we could do better? You know? And just be an example of a believer. It'll make us more effective, like, it, like, like Timothy is being challenged to be effective here. And so in spirit, in faith, in faith, do you trust God? Do you trust God? Do you trust God to formulate your blessings and fight your battles? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Or do you ultimately you feel like you have to, you have to be God in the situation? In faith. Trusting God's word, doing things, God, things God's way. And then in purity, in purity. And uh, the world is not a pure place. And we're pretty much, we're, we're fairly safe here, you know, and we want, to, we want to, generally speaking, to say, you know, let's make, the, let's make the church activities a safe place, you know, as far as purity goes. Um, just, uh, you know, to be, to be free of, of, of worldly distractions and, and all those things that go, you know, with, with uh, riotous living and everything that the world's into. You know, we're not, we're not interested in putting on a, 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 one of the world's parties here in order to attract people, all right? There's plenty of places that we can't compete. We can't even compete with that if we wanted to. 
What we are interested in doing is say, you know, there's a place that we, we want to be separated unto the Lord. We want to, by His grace, you know, have a place that, 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 that's pure and uh, that points towards what is, what is right and what is clean and what is virtuous um, and transformed lives by the Lord Jesus Christ. And on a personal level, Paul is saying to Timothy, you have to purpose to be pure. You have to purpose to do that. Once in a while, I'll run across little decisions, things that the boys, their Bibles are laying around, something they might have written in their Bible or a note that they made somewhere from a message or a camp or something where I see it that, that they purpose to be pure. And that really encourages me. Because like Timothy, you know, whether it's my Timothy or my Brendan or my Titus or for that matter, you know, the other young people in the church who I could call by name right now as well. Um, I want to see them go on for the Lord and, and be successful for, for him. And, uh, and, and so part of that is going to be in this, in this wicked world is going to be decisions like Daniel made to purpose in your heart that you will not defile yourself. You're going to have to purpose that, young people. It's not just going to happen. It's not going to happen just by happenstance in this world. It's, it's just, you know, filth is it's, it's one click away. It's one lingering glance away. It's one decision it's just, you know, there's so many pitfalls now. Maybe there always has been. It seems like more than ever. Um, you're going to have to purpose to be pure. But it's not a new thing, evidently, because Paul was telling Timothy back then, <laughs> be an example of a believer in purity. Be an example of a believer, uh, Timothy. And if you, want to, if you want to maintain your effectiveness and your influence, um, you know, for with some longevity, be an example of a believer amidst it all. And there'll be up and ups and downs. There'll be times where you, 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 know, you feel attacked or discouraged. But uh, you know, through it all, keep that even keel on these things of, uh, of pursuing Christ, really. And uh, um, it'll, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it, it'll be great protection. And so that's uh, for today. Uh, by being an example of a believer, next time we're going to be looked by being an, an energetic Bible student, by being an energetic Bible student. None of us right now are in Bible college, but we're, we're in um, God's school of, of growth, and uh, that's one of the reasons why you're here, to hear from God's Word on a Sunday night. And uh, so um, we'll, build, we'll continue to build on, on these truths from, uh, from 1 Timothy chapter 4. Let's have a word of prayer.